Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services. And I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlord svcs again that's coffee.com slash overlord services and click on shop below when you purchase their services let them know derek sent you Chef to ever use grease. Now we're cooking with grease. Man, Welcome to I'm, another one. I'm going to tell you something. I don't remember this episode at all. I watched this episode right after we recorded the last one. So it's been like two weeks. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck happened. <laughs> so I'm really relying on your... Um, <clears throat> I'm really relying on your recap for this one. You wouldn't have to rely on me if you took notes. Why would I take notes? That's what you're for. But you know, so you remember stuff. How you felt when things happened. Nah, I mean, this is my my third time watching this shit. I think I got it. Then why do you need me? Well, actually, no, this is my fourth time. Then you really shouldn't be relying on me. Unless your memory's going. I watch other shit. All right, let's do a memory test. Real quick, Scar. We're going to do a memory test, okay? Okay. What's your middle name? I'm not saying that out loud. (laughs) What's the spoiler on on Knights of the Old Republic? You're Revan. Ooh. You got to punch yourself in the face now. No, I'm just... just I don't really care that strongly. I just, I just like stopping you from saying it. Like it, do, it doesn't really matter if I say it or not. Oh, <clears throat> Brandon, how you doing? I, I saw, I'm I saw, great. I saw a show. I mean, I, I saw a shirt on Amazon, and it it just says "You are Revan." <laughs> Brandon, how are you doing? I am great. All right. Okay, that works. So, this episode was uh, episode 7, called Parts Developed in an Unusual Manner. What? Why are you covering it? Were you working around the house? Who, me? I was, I was sanding. <laughs> he been sanding! 
That's what he been doing. I've been stroking. <laughs> oh man, the best masturbation. What the fuck? That's what. That's why I asked him the question. He's like moving some of the stuff. This nigga me. cutting lines into his head like a Ferengi. <laughs> <laughs> or Reggie Miller. I've been stroking to the east. It look like you about to have a blade haircut. <laughs> <sighs> so this episode was called Parts Developed in an Unusual Manner, and it starts off with Paul, who hasn't answered his phone for hours, and Sarah's getting worried about him because, you know, dick. Um We don't want to really admit it, but Sarah's dickmatized, so um you know, we thought that at first she wasn't she wasn't feeling him, but she was feeling him in all sorts of parts because now she's digmatized. So, you know, she's worried about him and more worried that um he's not on their side and that he sold him out. Because ever since Olivier called him in, he ain't been answering his phone. Seven whole days. <laughs> also, meanwhile, dubstep. Lots of dubstep. Forgot dubstep was the shit in like 2003. But all the dubstep. I don't get dubstep. I've never gotten dubstep. It sounds like two angry fax machines fucking. Like, it's, it's like I never understood dubstep. You know, I, I whenever I think about dubstep, all I think about is wah, 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 wah. That one song. That one song. That's really it. That's all I have for dubstep. Wub, 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 wub. That's all I got. I don't get it. I I never understood it. Like it's just like okay, y- y'all have fun with that. But yes, uh, lots of dubstep in this episode because they go to a club where dubstep. It's a it's a dub club. It's oh, a dub wub club. Oh, the best <laughs> and the best scene in the club is the last scene in the club. <sighs> so um. Paul and Olivia are having a, a recorded interview uh, at the same time she's getting worried, you know, and Paul's getting nervous. Um, and we also find out in this time that Allison, after, you know, the hot glue incident and Donnie telling her that he cheated on her with uh, his ex-girlfriend multiple times, they're at a couple's retreat. At the point, you know, I could have initially said, okay, maybe uh, one of the characters, one of the actors or actress had to go do something to take care of something in real life. But when there's only one actress playing all the main characters, no, no, you know, he just got his nipples burned off a hot glue. So they got to go talk about it uh, in a hot spring somewhere. Kasima, though, huh? Like the, the fact that she just accepted that. I mean, she just burned his nipples off, dog. You gotta, you gotta give him some space. I mean, but there's still like something ain't right about this. Yeah, key sweat, but nipples, hot glue. That that's gonna take a while to come off, let alone heal. Some wounds never heal. Yeah, especially when it's hot fucking glue. She should have put glitter on them too, like ah. Um, Kasima should have left her. He should have. He really should have. I mean, he would have. If, if he wasn't he, monitoring her. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> if, he was, if he wasn't the fucking monitor, he probably would have. Would he do? But, uh, like, she just bought the lie. I mean, honestly, she should have saw straight through that. Like, you had a girlfriend before me, Donnie. 
Right. And it's like, y- y'all been together since high school. Like, Mm-mm. burping, farting, Donnie had a girlfriend before me when we've been together since high school. Okay. Right. Uh, Kasima feels like her situation with Delphine is different, though. Like, because Delphine doesn't know that Kasima knows that she's her monitor. So she's monitoring her, but she isn't monitoring her. You get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? Logic. No, I think she's like, she's, she's fallen victim to the same thing that Sarah is. Like she Mm -hmm. thinks that she got, she thinks that she's up on game. She tigmatized. Yeah, she's tigmatized for real. So Helena is also, it seems like, I'm not sure, we're not sure, but it seems like she's being not monitored, but shepherded by someone named Thomas. Uh, She's drifting in and out of... Tomas, even though he's white, he's white. So she calls him Thomas, though. Thomas, Thomas. She calls him Tomas. Thomas, (laughs) Tomas. Uh, She's drifting in and out of consciousness, and he tells her that she's getting stronger. Uh, At the same time, Sarah and Felix have tracked Paul's car to Olivier's underground club. It's not a fight club. It's not a race club. It's not most wanted. Um, and she's worried because even if he isn't ratting her out, the medical test that they performed on her could still reveal that she isn't really Beth. Uh, and Felix says that Kasima said that couldn't be done. And Sarah Riley commented that Kasima's blinded by science. They blinded her with science. Da-na-na-na. You know, that was only the second song I ever liked by uh, Mob Deep. Really? Yeah. No, wait, the third, because there was Shook Ones, and then there was Quiet Storm, and then that one. Well, Quiet Storm is is really, is different, because, like, without Lil' Kim, that song exactly. doesn't pop. Because doesn't I don't pop. listen to the regular one, I only listen to the remix, and I was thinking about that. There are songs that I don't listen to the regular one, only the remix, and it's mostly songs that involve Bad Boy, because the One More Chance remix is way better than the original. Um, one more chance, and also um, Crossroads. Crossroads is another one where the wait. You mean by is, Bone Thugs and Harmony? Yeah, uh, nah. the, the the one that we all know as the as Crossroads that's the remix. That the that remix. that remix is awful. Are you are you serious? Other than the fact that they sampled Eternal Champions on the original, um, that, the original that, has so much more soul in it because the, the original is just them saying. Even though you're long gone, you still got love from Bone. Like that one, go. I, I like the song, and I really like that whole album, the the East 1999. Uh, I really like that album a lot, and especially the two Eternal Champion samples. But like, no, 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 no. Crossroads, the remix is vastly superior. Crossroads, the remix is where he rhymed Charles and y'all. Yeah. But also, like we keep forgetting, we keep forgetting that fucking one twelve rhymed raw and door. I didn't forget that. <laughs> Only like two one twelve songs, so I just let it go. <laughs> it's like it's like if you told me that your ex girlfriend did some shit, and you're like, you forgot? No, I didn't. I just didn't like the girl. Yeah, that nigga, they rhymed raw and door. Charles and y'all, you could you could stretch that out long enough for it to work. Charles, yeah. y'all, no, you can't. 
you can you can stretch you stretch it out long enough. The ah, the ah part rhymes enough that you can get away from that. But like <laughs> rhyming raw and door is not something that you could ever really get away with. Well, anyhow, Felix confirms that everything he's read online proves that Kasima's right, that they have identical DNA. So he's like, yo, I'm like, how'd you find that out online though, dog? Anyhow, we then go to Art, who's finding out that again, the killer has identical DNA to the Jane Doe in the, gav- in the Gravel Crusher, which would be a great finishing move in a wrestler's uh, repertoire. But not the gravel pit, Wu Tang Clan. That that doesn't ever rock. That um, awful. That's that awful. song was horrible. No, no, no. The album, everything after Forever is kind of awful. Like it may have a song or two, but like the, everything after Forever is like. Mm, yeah, not. but well, everything they did as a group because Ghostface only got stronger. Every, yeah, every everything that they did as a group. After forever is like, oh, yeah. I'm but not sure somebody thought it was a good idea to do come to my gravel pit with the Flintstones fucking video, dog. Like the, <laughs> the, Flintstones, the Flintstones flavored video is what makes that even worse. Oh man, um, Art thinks that somebody in the lab messed up, but Janice is like, no, no, the fuck we didn't. She took the DNA from the femur of Jane Doe, who's Katya. And the suspect's DNA came from blood from the bathroom. And Janice thinks that maybe the killer carried the blood of Katya from one location to another and splashed it around in there. And and that's not what's actually happening. But that would be wild if someone actually did that in like an actual crime. Like just carried the blood of one of their victims around and splashed it everywhere. That feels like an Alex Cross novel type shit, you know? Anyhow, Detective DeAngelis thinks that the samples have been tampered with, and the chief wants him to go back and do the investigation the old school way with a fine-tooth comb. Uh, he also wants an update on the facial reconstruction of Jane Doe, and Janice is like, we're working on it. Also, black folks, the fine-tooth comb was the one that your parents used to make you cry when you were late for church. And the motherfucker told you you was tenderheaded. Like, mm-hmm. nigga, what the fuck? You are pulling the shit out of my hair. Nigga, I'm my like, hair is coming out with the comb. It's like, Thomas, I'm tenderheaded. I'm not tenderheaded, motherfucker. You pulling my fucking hair. You muscle-handed. You tenderheaded. You tenderheaded. Brandon, just because your mom gently brushed your hair backwards and told you how special a boy you were doesn't mean you lived our life, sir. Man, when I was young, I used to have a curl. So you know how long my hair was. Fuck Dude, that shit. Right. I had the I had Ooh. the I had the driest, not quite right Luther esque S curl. <laughs> <laughs> and that ain't hurt then. Nah, because you had to you still gotta comb that shit. And especially when, when, hurt. when your activator run out, like if you're using the spray activator, like you gotta re up. But, like, if you use the gel, then you might be all right for a bit. He had the Luther curl. It hurt, but it was never too much. Art also uh, chides DeAngelis for suspecting Beth of tampering with the evidence. And DeAngelis is like, yo, you had questions about her running with the killer, too. So Art pledges to keep an open mind. Uh, Sarah's about to go into that's stupid that's still stupid the whole thing about did you know if you had a fight with a dude but the thing is she hit her in the 
fucking back of the head first. Like, you know what I mean? If in, in real life, she got hit, she got hit in the back of the fucking head first. So like, you don't really know who the fuck you was fighting. That's if not you, true. If if she wasn't lying, if we already knew she wasn't lying, if you got knocked out. But if you get if you get smacked in the back of the head with a two by four and then fight, like you may not remember much. If of I'm not knocked out, I'm gonna know if it's a man or a woman that I'm fighting. If I'm if I'm knocked out, yeah, you know, if I get knocked out, then of course. But if I just get hit and then I'm like, oh, that hurts. Now let's fight. I'm gonna look at you and be like, oh, this is not this is not a six foot two. 225 pound man. This is a five foot seven, 130 pound woman. There's a big difference. Yeah, but that, but that, 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 that two by four hit the same. <laughs> I'm sorry. If I get hit in the back of the head, like I don't, I don't, I don't remember much. Like I got hit in the back of the fucking. Head. I don't know who much. <laughs> you, you must be in a good fucking mood. You out here jukeboxing and shit. Dude, I'm off work. Work is hell. Also, um, it's come to my attention that not everybody was kung fu fighting. That's absolutely impossible. Right. Cannot be done. Not everybody knows how. We saw that in black exploitation movies. Right, Brandon? Right. So, um... Sarah's about to go into the club, but Felix stops her and he's like, I'll do it on my own. It just pulls a coat out of nowhere. And she's like, Nigga, you always carry that with you? And he's like, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to get in a Neolution and he's unsuccessful until a member of the Neolution sect brings him in. And I was wondering from the gate, was that Astrid who brought him in? Anyhow, they tell. Yeah. Uh, we find out later that that's Olivier's uh, right hand, the, the right. woman. Yeah. Uh, so I was wondering if, if, because the same eye, the same everything, it seemed like that was Astrid. Um, but they tell him uh, that Olivier's enhanced. And Olivier at that time is asking Paul, when was the last time that he and Beth had hot, sweaty relations? And how would he describe it? And Paul settled on sensuous, which Olivia was like, I wasn't expecting that because you previously described sex with Beth as, and he looked through his paperwork, a dead fish. Damn. That is a term that I have never used. I don't think I would ever use it. I can't call it um, only, WPS, only. but I've never heard that used in a statement. I have only heard that used to describe... Uh, uh, handshakes. Oh, I've, no, I've, not that either. I, I guess I'm talented. I've, I've only I've only heard it described as someone someone offering you a dead fish when they they just give you a weak ass handshake, like you sh shake the hand of a dude, like it's supposed to have something to it. And you know, like my dad taught me, when you shake the hand of a man, you grip it and you you know, you grip it and you pull it towards you, squeeze a little bit. I mean, you you, you, grab you tickle the you tickle the inside of the palm with with your middle finger. You look him in the eye. You put your other hand over their hand, and now you got them trapped. Yeah, but you, you don't turn your head a little bit. Just tilt it to the left, just three steps. You don't pull it towards you like the other like the previous president did. You don't pull them in. You just hold them there until it becomes uncomfortable. You say, "I know what you did last summer." You watch them panic a little bit. You say. 
two words, Honda Prelude. You see that they know that you know that they know that you know. This is going nowhere. You, you say somebody's going to contact them. You walk away. You, you never contact them. Over my joke. You completely trampled over my joke. You never contact them. Nowhere. You settle for Facebook. They try and DM you. You don't respond. That's how you do a handshake. This, that, that you trampled all over my. I grab a dog and I choke him from Friday. Because that. I heard that and I wasn't gonna let it happen. You're welcome. Anyway, what happened next, nigga? So, Olivier tells Paul that all the profiling and whatnot isn't just for Beth because, like we found out, Paul doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Um. But information and security do not always go hand in hand in the world of clandestine ops, which is why Olivia was told rather late that someone was killing their suspects. And Paul's like, I didn't know that. But we all knew that. Tomas, right, Brandon? Tomas? Gives Helena something to drink, and he asks why she let Sarah live. He calls Sarah it and an imposter. Why'd you let it live? And Helena tells him that she's different than the others, and they have a connection. And Tomas asks, how could she believe in such a thing? And Helena asks for his forgiveness. Uh, Felix is trailing Paul, but Paul's aware of him and chokes him the fuck out. And Sarah arrives just in time and tells Paul that Felix is her brother. And he asks her why she was following him, and she says she was worried. And that's what happened, and he's like, not here. Meet me at home, alone. And Thomas tells Helena, oh, Tomas, sorry, tells Helena that ever since it shot Maggie Chin, her path got more difficult. The copies are now harder to find. Uh, and he thinks that maybe they can use Sarah, but that she'll say anything to justify herself. And Helena promises to be strong. Uh, Tomas tells her that the path to the shepherd is through the sheep and tells her to find Sarah, bleed her for what she knows, and then kill her. He hands Helena a razor blade and leaves, and she cuts herself on the say, back. Why is she out here killing these people? Not yet. Yeah, they, they did. Yeah, because they're all they're all inferior clones or copies. They're abominations of yeah. what God has and, meant for them to be. And they they're using Helena by remember the conversation that she just had with Sarah, where Sarah was like, "Oh, they're telling you that you're the original." You do realize you're just like the rest of us, right? They lying to you. And that's the reason Sarah why. don't know that. No, Sarah told Helena that. I know, Sarah but Sarah don't know that. Sarah told Sarah Sarah knew that that's the reason why Helena was doing what she was doing. Yeah, is Sarah because she believes she's not the original. Helena was standing there like, I'm not black, I'm OJ. Yeah, but but <laughs> remember, remember, then Helena says this to Tomas. She says, like, she says, I'm not the original. And then he he Cuban bees the fuck out of her. And that's how she knows that she can't really trust what he says anymore. And when she leaves, she goes straight to Sarah. Because she but knows she Sarah don't. was Sarah was the one who told her the truth. But how Sarah doesn't know that that's the truth. They, I mean, only thing Sarah knows is so far, all of the ones that she's met have been the same. Why would Helena be different? Well, the original would be the same too. Not necessarily. If you're a clone of someone, you're a clone. Yeah, but the, the clones have to be grown. Like they have they have to get the genetic material from someone else. 
yeah. and then developed them. And then all of the clones were, remember, all of their birthdays were around the same time. They were all born around the same time. So that means they were all developed at the same time. As the original. No. Oh, no not necessarily. It doesn't the have original. to be. The original is where they got the original genetic material from, which is something yeah, like Elizabeth Sobek on Horizon. Zero yes. Dawn. Yes. I mean, I only know that because I watched the videos. I've never actually played the game. Well, I played the game for about an hour, but I know exactly what you mean. But like we're we're talking about a Sobek type situation. Because okay, remember, there's two there's two clones that we know of. That makes sense. I love how y'all got to that point. I'm good with that. So, um, yeah, Thomas tells her that she's a light um, and that she says she's the original, that she's a light, and she cuts herself on the back with a razor blade. That shit was like, ooh. Paul confirms there's nine of them and that the only ones who know are her and her brother. And Paul asks her if Donnie's a monitor, and she tells him the same thing she told Allison, which is they've known each other since high school. <laughs> and so he can't be a monitor. And he asks her if she knows anything about the killer, and she's like, no. Paul tells her that he was told by Olivier to protect her, watch her closely, and make sure she isn't aware of them. An illegal human cloning trial. Oh, one, sec one thing. I meant to say this. Brandon, did you, did you notice Tomas? No one paying attention to him. He's the um he was the crazy scientist dude from the first season of the expanse. The one that was carrying on the experiment. Oh, Julia Miles. No, no, the, the actual Miles. the actual scientist that was at the station, Dresden. Oh, Dresden. He was Dresden? Yes. Oh, Tomas and Dresden are the same. So he played he played this both characters. So what you're saying is he's been a pigeonholed. Typecast. Um, not necessarily because yes. so far we only know him as the guy who rescued Helena. We don't know anything else about him. That's true. In so, um, he's a crazy scientist. Too. Paul asks if she's afraid that someone's trying to kill her. And she's like, yes, but at least it isn't you, which, you know, I can see the logic in that. And she goes to the underground garage to go get in his car to go see Kira. But when she gets to the car, Helena approaches her. Uh, she says that she isn't there to kill, to, to hurt Sarah, and that she just wants to talk. She says she has an offer for her, but they need to go talk and eat. And she's like, let's have lunch. <laughs> so she's scarfing down some jello at a hole in the wall diner, and she tells Sarah that she dreamt they were friends. Sarah she tells her. This is a nice restaurant. Yeah, it wasn't. Sarah tells her that they're not friends, and Helena says they will be. Helena asks what Sarah's name is, and Sarah says we're not that close of friends yet. And she asks if Helena's Russian, and Helena says no. She grew up pure in a Ukrainian convent. So she grew up broke. She I just wanted to have a moment stuff. because, you know, this is being talked about while the war is going on over there and shit, and you just ruined it. All I wanted was a moment, Brandon. Just a second. And yeah, she did grow up broke. She grew up like she grew up homeless. The, the to orphanage took her in. This content was supposed to be evergreen, nigga. It is evergreen. But, but that's me taking a stand, my nigga. 
slacktivism. I see you. Right? Gas prices are too damn high. <laughs> uh, she asked if Helena's Russian, and she's like, no, she grew up in a Ukrainian convent. And Sarah asked if that's who made her kill Katja and the others, and Helena's like, no, they're the ones who saved her from abandonment. She tells Sarah that she wants her knife back, and Sarah notices that Helena has a thing for wings. Uh, Helena tells her that she's supposed to kill her, but since Sarah let her live, she she's going to give her a proposition. If she tells her the name of the other, she will spare her life. Uh, she then puts her leg up on the seat between Sarah's legs, and Sarah immediately takes a steak knife and puts a tip against Helena's leg and tells her if she doesn't remove her leg, Sarah will stab her again. Helena moves her leg and tells Sarah, you have until midnight to give me the names of the rest of the ladies or you die first. She gives her a telephone number and dips out. Art and Detective DeAngelis are looking through best paperwork and it's messy as fuck, which is to be expected because Sarah don't know how to do paperwork. Uh, she, they also the find Angel out... DeAngelis says that. She says, it's like she's never done this before. And I was like, you know what? So Neither funny. was the nigga that she tried to get to do it for her. <laughs> IT dude has never done it before either. Yeah, shout out to Raj. Raj gets the raw deal in this, of this of this season. <laughs> they Dude, also where's Raj? I haven't seen him. He's not needed this episode. He's he's hanging out with rerun. No? Okay, fine. I would have thought you would have watched what's happening out of I, all I of us. I got, I got the joke. I just didn't think it was funny. I wasn't so, talking to you, I was talking to Brandon. Crickets. Crickets. Nigga, you tried to pull off a I take the dog and I choke it joke. But that, and that was much better than the shit that you talked over the take the dog and choke it. It's not even your joke. And it was a reference. <laughs> so Art, I almost did it again when, when Paul choked when Paul choked Felix. He choked him the fuck out. Um so Art says he knows the prints were run, and D'Angeli says, like, even if there was no match, the prints should be filed somewhere. So Art suggests they go to the morgue to pull a fresh set of prints. Um, Olivier is told by Leaky that Sarah isn't Beth, based on the results of the medical exam that they did on her, and he wants her to he wants uh, Olivier to bring Sarah in. So now we know Olivier's working with Leaky as well. Uh, Sarah tells Kasima that Helena wants their names, but that she isn't going to give them up because she's never going to let them down. And Kasima suggests giving her name to Leaky, and Sarah balks at that idea. Uh, Kasima thinks their creators have a tremendous investment in them and will likely protect them from Helena, which, you know, okay. Kasima asks if Sarah has ever heard of Leaky and tells her how he's the head of the, the Neolutionist group. Uh, Sarah recalls that Olivier has a club called Neolution, which Cosima finds interesting. Also, there's a rumor that Olivier has a tail. Cosima tells what Sarah, "What the fuck is that shit? Bat shit." It, they, it's a you know when when Felix is going through the club, she's explaining the whole Neolution thing and about body mods and all of that kind of stuff. It seems like like a motherfucker might want a tail, like you know what I mean, like. I, I wouldn't want to tell. If I had choices, I'd take a second dick before I take a tail. No, I would not. I'd rather have a tail. Nah, man, you could you could do double penetration by yourself and feel it. Mm-hmm. 
nigga. That doesn't sound like a good time. That sounds like a great fucking time, dog. <laughs> that sounds like a great time. I, I, you have no idea that what I could do if I had two dicks, but I don't know what I'd do with the tail. I'm not... I'm not amused by that. All that would do is make sure I never had sex again. Because the first time I dropped my pants and a tail fucking popped out, the women are not going to consent any further. Tails give you incredible balance. This is a great nigga, please, I am not fucking... What, what's that Pokemon's name? Um, Mewtwo. I'm not. I don't need a tail for balance. Did oh, you say I'd be a great athlete? Yeah, you'd be a great athlete. Shout out to Deshaun. His tail was weak as fuck. We saw it later on. That yeah. tail wasn't holding up nothing but a storyline. Shout out to my man Deshaun. Because the one episode we did of Scargasm where he was talking about someone deleting his Mew from his uh, Pokemon game. And he was really serious about this. Rest in peace to my mans. I miss my homie. I mean, you said as much the other day, and, I, but, and then you mentioned a mew, and that, that brought everything back. I feel you. I feel you. Um, Technically, you mentioned the mew, too. We just call him mew because we're not pedophiles. Um, what? Kasima tells Sarah that she went with Delphine to one of Leaky's meetings, and Sarah chides her about it, saying, you had agreed to stay away from Delphine, and Kasima responded by saying, no, I didn't. You just told me to stay away from her. Kasima's the best one. Kasima <laughs> hits her with the, with the, with the um, <laughs> I, I didn't follow, I followed, I followed the, the, the words, but I didn't follow the letters. Oh my God! That was the, the best. best. They they hung up with a double bitch. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, bitch. <laughs> hey, that's like that's like that old picture that went viral for a while of the kid who was told they couldn't go outside, so they had their feet inside the house and were laying out the sliding glass window <laughs> or the sliding glass door. <sighs> kids will get their ass kicked. <laughs> Did I tell y'all about the time that Kenny found a loophole that was so smooth I couldn't do shit about it? No, no, you know what? I, I told Poopy a long time ago, if I laugh, you, you're not in trouble. Kenny uh, and Bella were in trouble, trouble. Like trouble, trouble. Like school trouble. And so Nisha and I had a talk with him, and they were in like fifth grade and sixth grade. And after we got done talking with him, I pulled out the belt. And I was like, so what do y'all think we should do to you? And Kenny was like, no. And I said, so what would you like for us to do to you? What do you think should be done to you? And Kenny was like, nothing. And I was like, you know what? I can't, you I can't, I can't, I'm right. I'm like, I can't even do nothing. You're free to go. And Bella <laughs> literally hit me with the Dave Chappelle. Like, I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> Can I take his answer? What? That doesn't even make any sense. He answered the question. You asked the question and you left that loophole open. You what would you like? What do you think should be done to you? And he was like, nothing. I'm like, uh. see, if you just said, you said, what do you think I should do? Exactly. I so wouldn't have fell for that loophole. So he, so he left what that. What do you he, think I should do is a hypothetical. Is Rashadi's fault. He left it open. 
Look, it's the same as what Scar said. If they, if you laugh, it's a wrap. You can't laugh and discipline somebody. And as soon as he said nothing, I was like, you know what? That's the most brilliant answer I've ever heard in these situations. Because none of us would have ever thought to say nothing to our parents. Right. We would have been like, oh, you can ground me. You can give me a whooping. You can do this. He was like, nothing. The nigga was 10. Nothing. <laughs> I got, I, if, I, if I offered the question, I gotta take the answer. Right? Like, I, I left it open for him, so like that's that's my fault. That's my. Fault. <sighs> when God got... closed the door, he opened the window. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, at that time, Kasima gets a knock on the door, and it's Delphine, because that's who she's getting dressed for. She's she's like we said, hypnotized. Uh, Paul gets out the shower and hears something, so he gets his gun out of a drawer, uh, and he goes into the front room, and Olivia is there with Astrid. Um, Paul asks how they got in there, and Olivia is like, nigga, I bought the place with the key. (laughs) He literally hit him with the X-Clan with the key. Sissies. Man, I really, you know, I had to stop listening to them because I would say that part with them, and I started feeling badly. But that shit is literally such a part ingrained in hip-hop to me. The X-Clan saying it feels so fucking cool that it doesn't even feel like you're saying a homophobic slur. Oh, but then you know you are, so you got to stop listening to it. You got you to stop this because like, he died from meningitis and so did Jay Bird. Um, hold on, what's a homophobic slur? Sissy. I thought sissy just mean cowardly. I thought that's what it meant. Um, no, it's, it's, it's kind of it's kind of cowardly, but also calling someone effeminate, like at the Be, same time. Do y'all remember when um, HBO was doing like animated fairy tales or whatever for a while, and they did mm-hmm. a show with uh, I forget what his name is, like Harold something or other. He's a he's a gay man, um, but they did a show, a cartoon starring him, and it was supposed to be like the uh, Ugly Duckling. But they called it the Sissy Duckling. I don't remember that one. I I know the show that you're talking about, but um, I don't know. I I don't I don't remember that one. Oh well, yeah, it, it's there. It happened. I just I thought it meant coward. Like when somebody when somebody's gonna when you dare somebody to do something and they don't do it, you call them a sissy. I thought it was like because you know you're a coward. Yes, no, sissy. A, a sissy is basically the uh, it's basically the same as an, the alternate f word. Mm-hmm. That's basically it's basically the same thing in in most uses. So um, he's like, "Yeah, I bought this for you, so you look moderately successful." And attractive to Beth. That was the whole. That was the whole point of me buying this house was so then you could get in. You're welcome. So Olivia asks where Beth is, and Paul's like, "She went to a ladies' lunch with Christine." I don't know who Christine is. Olivier reminds him that he was supposed to keep an eye on Sarah, and Olivier lets Paul know that you know we know that Sarah's not Beth. She's an imposter. And Paul says he saw her just a little while ago. And Olivier tells Paul that the person killing her subjects looks just like Beth, so go get dressed. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Helena breaks into Beth's house and sees a photo of Paul. 
because Sarah is at Miss S's house with Kira, dazing off as Kira practices piano. Miss S gives Sarah a photo album, uh, mostly of her, but some of Sarah too. And Miss S asks Sarah what she remembers about Brixton, which is where they lived at in the UK. And Sarah says, not much. Uh, there were a lot of women around and wards of the state. And Miss S said, you know, they weren't all wards. Um, I used to help run a safe house for women and kids, refugees, deportees, radicals on the run, and the like. And you know, I really had to stop myself from putting Fugees instead of refugees. It was hard. She But she mentioned Carlton, um, a black guy, a man who would sometimes bring a child in the black, um, a child to hide. And Sarah was one of those children. And Miss S didn't ask any questions when he brought her to her. Uh, she took Sarah in and became her legal guardian. And the last time she heard from Carlton, he had gotten arrested and had begged her to move Sarah farther away. So she left behind everyone she knew and moved her and Felix out of the country. That's big. Like, you did all that for me? And we were just now about to fight? A couple episodes ago, you did that for me? I feel you. Bring it in, hug me. That's right. Hmm? That's right. Delphine and Kasima are getting a drink, and Delphine is telling Kasima about her boyfriend she broke up with recently. Coincidentally... Dr. Leakey's also in the restaurant, and Delphine asks if they should invite him up to join them. And Kasima's like, you're single now. And Delphine says he's too old, even though, you know, they were just now a couple episodes. But Kasima figured it out because she's the smartest. Kasima says his mind is sexy, though. And Delphine goes to get him. She figured out what? She knows they she, know the ups. She knows, she knows that this whole shit was a setup from the jump. Yeah, she figured that shit out. Because she gives her that look like, word, that nigga mm -hmm. just happened to show up. Mm -hmm. But I don't think she figured, like, I don't know. Art and DeAngelis get the uh, fingerprints from Katja's body again. I right, just have to do that as a side note. Kasima tells Leaky that her, that her dissertation is on epigenetic influence on clone cells. And Leaky asks if either she or Delphine are familiar with their work at the Diet Institute. And Delphine says she's interested in their immunology papers. And Leaky says she'll also be interested in a pluripotent or plura, plura, yeah, I feel like Roger Rabbit, a pluripotent stem cell line from human baby teeth. Nigga, they using P. Diddy's teeth for big shit. <laughs> I think that's a little AST for <laughs> I don't get it. I saw him on Girl's Trip a couple days ago, and he smiled, and it just looked like chiclets, my nigga, like half-bitten chiclets. <sighs> Kasima mentions that they have perfected a number of proprietary cloning techniques, and they're now working on patenting transgenic embryonic stem cells. Leaky calls her cheeky. Paul asks Olivier who killed Beth, and all Olivier can tell him is that she comes from Europe and that she's killed other subjects, but she shares Paul's bed, so he needs Paul to bring her to him. He asks where in Europe, and Olivier tells him that loyalty is proven in the moment, and loyalty has his reward. So if Paul brings Sarah to him, Afghanistan goes away. Leaky tells Kasima that she could be on the cover of Scientific American, even though they don't put... To have done in Afghanistan? 
I think we find out down the line. I don't remember exactly what happened, so I don't know if we found out exactly what happened. I think it had something to do with him and um, Ice-T and another guy finding gold. You mean Ice Cube? No. I mean Ice-T. Because right. Paul wasn't involved in that movie either. Dude, you ruined my joke. He didn't ruin it. You be quiet, Brandon. You be quiet right now because we just watched movies that... Whoo! You be quiet. I'm just kidding. You can talk. But yeah, Leaky's like, you should be on the cover of Scientific American. And Kasim was like, get the fuck out of my face, dog. I know they don't put them niggas on the fucking... They don't put scientists on the cover of that magazine. Yeah, but you are the science, and you know that he fucking knows that at this point. <laughs> you know what? I didn't even think about that shit that he's thinking about. Like, yo, clone ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. Miss <laughs> um, S tells Sarah that she has to go back to go forward. That if she has to go back to go forward, let her know because she could keep Kira safe. And they hug. It's nice. Olivier hands Paul his phone and demands he puts it on speaker when he calls Sarah. And Sarah's getting Kira ready for bed and hands her over to Felix when her phone rings. Uh, Paul asks Sarah to do something for him and she says okay. He says they know that she isn't Beth and to run. And then he tries to choke Olivier out. But then he gets sedated by Astrid. Astrid is everywhere in this episode. Yeah. She is sees she everything with to, that one blue eye. And she just happened to have a fucking syringe. Just mm -hmm. chilling. Like, nigga, I got a syringe right here. Man, can't stop, won't stop. I got a syringe. Uh -uh, uh -uh. Take that, take that, take that. Man, probably doesn't take nearly as much toothpaste to brush Diddy's teeth, though. <laughs> he probably could actually use that pee that everybody's told to use. He probably uses a kid-sized toothbrush. <laughs> his, shit, his, shit fucking, his shit got a fucking stretched-out turtle on the end. <laughs> his toothbrush is in the shape of a whale and shit. <laughs> he still brushes his teeth with toothpaste with glitter in it. <laughs> his shit tastes like bubble gum. <laughs> Remember when when toothpaste that tasted like bubblegum was like the shit? Yeah, but then you tried to swallow it and you died. You don't die from toothpaste. You can literally get poisoned from toothpaste, man. You can, but if you eat like a certain amount, not the amount that you use to brush your teeth. Did like I tell you about the time that I accidentally swallowed toothpaste and felt like I was going to die? It really burns. Mm, yeah. It really fucking burns. Like, it ain't the business. So them giving kids bubblegum flavored toothpaste, somebody died from that shit. It doesn't actually taste like bubblegum. Somebody took a tube. No, it does not. <laughs> somebody took a tube and was eating that shit. Like my brother when he thought the X-Lax was fucking chocolate bars. I had, I had a similar situation with uh, with the, the female... Uh, the the female one, because I thought someone had dropped a skittle, 
because it looked like a pink skittle. Um, I don't know what it's called. Um, it was like a it was like a female laxative, but it looked like a skittle. So like I, saw I didn't it. know that. I'm honestly I didn't know there was a such thing as a female laxative. It, it feels a lot like when Bic made pins for women. Uh, it's called Docalax. Oh. Okay. That when it originally came out, it, it came out as a woman's laxative. I don't know if it's still considered that, but okay. yeah, Docalax. The shit looked like motherfucking Skittle. So okay. I thought somebody had dropped some tropical Skittles because it was pink. Now, so I thought somebody had some tropical Skittles and dropped one. So I, 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 so I ate that bitch real fast and realized that that was not a fucking Skittle. And that's what you get for eating off the floor. It was on the table. It's oh. like somebody dropped it on the table. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. You you know you cover that shit up real quick. <laughs> I feel you. If I had seen it and I was a certain age, but how old were you when that happened? I was pretty young. Okay. So, um, Sarah and Felix go back to Neo Lucian to rescue Paul, and Felix mentions that they don't even know if he's still there. Uh, Felix also asks if she plans on going in and confessing to Olivier, and she's like, "No, I have an even worse idea." Helena is eating at Beth's house and talking to Paul's picture in a pretty big conversation when she gets a call from Sarah. Uh, she asks if she asks Sarah if she has names for her because it's close to midnight. And Sarah's like, yeah, Olivier. And Helena says that isn't the name of a sheep. And Sarah tells her that he's more important than a sheep because he's a shepherd. And she needs Helena to come and meet her in Neolution. Sarah tells Felix that if she doesn't come out in 15 minutes to call Art and tell him everything and to watch out for Kira. Felix tells her, don't die because your first funeral was agonizing enough. That was that was a good way of, of saying, uh, trying to say I love you. Without, say, without saying it, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's like, don't die, bitch. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You better come back. That, right? that sort of thing. It's like, I love you, nigga. <laughs> there are cameras watching Sarah's every step, as well as Astrid, who asks what Sarah's doing there. And Sarah's like, I'm looking for Olivier, who's currently beating up Paul and interrogating him. Uh, Astrid opens the door and tells Olivier that Beth is there to see him. And Olivier tells or says this meeting was unexpected, and Astrid hands him Helena's knife, which Sarah was carrying. Olivier tells Astrid to leave the room and call someone and tells him to call him as soon as they can. Uh, he tells Sarah that she's the first one he's seen in person and that they have medical evidence that she isn't Beth. Sarah tells him that he has the wrong girl and tells him that the one he's looking for is Helena. He still doesn't believe her and when she asks what he wants, he says the future. She says self-directed evolution and tells him that if he wants to tell, that's his business. And this nigga's like, do you want to see it? You're beautiful. You want to see my tail? You know he was dying to show somebody his You want to see it? You want to see the whole thing? Huh? You want to see it? You want to touch it? Huh? Here it is. It's my tail. Booyah. Long ass, nasty ass, rat looking, white pale tail. Just pops out his asshole. We saw the tail later. We saw the tail when, yeah, when when Helena took it. But he's he's about to start taking down his pants. And he tells her the fact that he has a tail millions of years after humans have shed theirs reminds him of what they can achieve. He asks if she wants to see it and calls her their greatest achievement. Then he gets a phone call from Leaky, 
who tells and tells him that he has the killer. Uh, Leaky says, get her ready to travel, and Olivier bags her and sends her out with Astrid, but Astrid doesn't see Helena, who hits her with a wrench. Helena asks Sarah if she wants to be saved, and Sarah's like, I want to be saved. And Helena's like, if you want to be saved, then you need to give me a name. And Sarah tell, and Sarah says Olivier again, and Helena says she needs a sheep too, and starts choking Sarah. And so Sarah's like, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a name. Olivier has a knife to Paul's throat and is monologuing like a motherfucker when he notices that Astrid is laid out and Sarah sitting there with a bag on her head. He goes to investigate and finds out the person under the bag isn't Sarah, it's Helena. He points a knife at her and asks her who she is and Helena says she wants to see his tail. She hems him the fuck up, literally, and tells him to show her his tail slowly, which he does. He asks, how's it, she asks, how is this possible? And asks if he lied down with a beast and he calls her a miracle. <laughs> and his, his tail looks like, a, is like a closed-in, uncircumcised penis. Yeah, it's, it's wild, fam. She says she has a message for his master from Tomas and cuts his tail off. It, it's kind of like a, a grosser, gorier, more traumatizing version of coming to America where Akeem sat down in the barber chair. <laughs> yeah, because it happened so fast. Just right? Just <laughs> That'll be $10. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, 29-year-old, 14-year-old Cuba Gooding Jr. sat in the chair and approved. <laughs> Sarah goes to rescue Paul and tells him that she guesses there's a few things that she should have told him. <laughs> and Felix, who's been waiting... Calls Art's number and tells him that he needs to talk to her. He needs to talk to Art about Beth Childs. But just as he was about to tell him everything, Sarah and Paul come out. So he's like, oh, you know, never mind. Hangs up. Helena, after chopping off the tail, is grooving in the club. I mean, she had it going yeah, up. That shit was funny to me. Like, she was having a ball with she the She had it going hand. up on a Tuesday with that tail in her hand. She was having a ball. That was that was like the best. That was the best club scene. And I mean, it was probably a Tuesday. Okay. Paul asks what Sarah gave Helena, and Sarah's like, "My name." She has a thing for her. Paul tells her that they can't go back to the townhouse as it isn't safe, so they go back to Felix's spot, and Sarah kisses him. Felix leaves for the bar because he knows what's up. Kasim is looking at a card for Dyad when Delphine comes over and they kiss, but Delphine pulls away. And Kasim is like, did I make a huge mistake? And Delphine leaves. And Art is leaving from the precinct for the night, but DeAngelis calls him over. And she's like, we got a match on the Jane Doe print. She asks, who the hell is Sarah Manning? And he asks, why does she look just like Beth? I'm sick of these cliffhangers. And that's the end of the episode. Get used to it, dog. Every episode is in a cliffhanger. <laughs> it's the best way to keep you coming back. Every single one. So then at the point where you turn to Michael and forget you keep forgetting you're not in love anymore, you get to another cliffhanger. You're like, I gotta I gotta watch the next one. I gotta. This is a good one. It was a good one. It's a good one. It was a good one. I enjoyed it when I watched it two weeks ago. I enjoyed it when I watched it at work. 
I want to say that work too. Yeah, your work is different. Mm. Fuck ass work. Yeah, I mean, my work is different, but like most of my days, I watch TV. Yeah, your work is different because you never got a chance to go home and work for two years. Yeah, I never, never, I've been at work this whole time. So going back after that really sucks. I bet. Yeah. Brandon, you got anything coming up? Nope. Scar? Nope. Y'all can hit us up on Twitter. Scar's on there at Scarfinger. Brandon's on there at That Cool Black Nerd. Black is spelled B-L-K. I'm Rashani. And the show is RTO Podcasts. Uh, you can leave a review for the show on Spotify. Literally takes like 13 seconds. Scar, I tried to send you something on Spotify, and then I remembered you didn't have Spotify, and I got sad as fuck because the thing I was sending you was Shay Serrano and Brandon Jenkins talking about Return to the 36 Chambers. Yeah. I, you know what? I have, I have, in the last about month or so, I have considered it. You need to get it. I have a Spotify account. I just never actually used it. You need to use it. So then I can send you this shit. It was wonderful. I think I sent it to you anyway. Yeah, you you sent me you sent it to me in the chat, but um yeah, but I wanted to I wanted to hear the rest of the DJ Screw stuff and they started it off in the regular fucking podcast feed and was like, Yeah, we're going to Spotify. Mm-hmm. Mogul. It's a good show. Shogul. Um you can also leave a review on Podchaser and uh, copy and paste that in the Apple Podcast, and then copy and paste that in the Good Pods. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or on buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on the Good Pods app. There's a um, tip jar. Uh, you can send an email, just a tip. And you can also uh, send an email to. Return to Oswald at gmail.com. Yeah, we haven't gotten any emails lately. I don't know how many people are actually listening to this show. Like, a lot of folks are still listening to Oz and working their way through. You can also leave a voicemail at 916-633-1537. Some of these folks ain't even got through... uh, Playmakers. Cocaine Cougars yet. I need y'all. I need y'all to catch up. You can skip cocaine cougars. Not after all the work I put in taking notes on that shit. That was your choice. I need them to forget. I need them to get here. Cause we here. We we here, dog. That was your choice. Yeah, it was sitting there. I looked over one day. I was just getting done with an episode. I looked I looked over to the left, like literally, and it was sitting right there on the bottom shelf. Right so, next to the wire. So you were masturbating and then looked over and was like, oh, shit. I cannot confirm nor deny that. Was it the good one when everybody was gone? Yes. Those are the best. The best. Like when everybody leaves the house, I mean, Scar, you're no longer in this situation, but... When you live in a house where there's people all over the place and everybody's gone, like those are like the best moments. The best part of waking up <laughs> <laughs> is getting you a nut. Um, but no, I don't think I was. 
but I did look over to the left and I saw it and I was like, we're going to do playmakers. And it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. But then again, is anything? No. Yes. No. R- really, uh, Brandon, you've had me watching Petey Wheatstraw great recently. Mm. He, said, he, said, he said a great film. Not even not even a good movie. It is a great film. No, it's, it's not a good movie at all. It's a great film. These niggas ran up on an innocent-ass two-year-old Scar and picked this nigga's fro out just so he would cry and then told everybody, don't touch him. Why? <laughs> Let him cry. Why? I don't know. I don't know. It was Brandon's movie. He was tender-headed. He he was very tender-headed. That little boy sat there and boo-hooed so hard, I felt awful. Also, speaking of awful, Scar, here's the last time we discussed dubstep. I'm too close to Santa. You feel like you're too close to Santa? Yes. And it feels like I am just too close to Santa. I'm sitting on this white man's lap. That's why I got light skin Santa Claus. How you get a light skin Santa Claus? That just throws everything off. I got the Santa Claus. Technically, the Santa Claus at the top of my tree came from Dollar Tree. So you know, all of that stuff isn't necessarily exactly the same. And I just happened to look, and one of them was just a little bit darker than the rest of them. So he's light-skinned Santa Claus for a long time. <laughs> I stepped you out light-skinned Santa Claus. That's bad as my grandma, who in like 86 got a Kwanzaa Santa Claus that was wearing a kente cloth. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't... Oh, man. Black Power Santa Claus was the best. <laughs> <sighs> I can't believe you still have that. You'd be shocked at the stuff I keep from what we went through, dog. We oh, got tons funny. of lawsuits, but did you see the loop-de-loop? Ah, uh, action park, I'm getting a beer. Oh my god, I remember that shit when, they, when, when we talked about action park. And they were they were testing the fucking loop-de-loop. They put a, a loop-de-loop in a water slide. And these motherfuckers were sending fucking dummies down the loop-de-loop. And the dummies was coming out the loop-de-loop with the limbs missing and the heads falling off. Because these niggas just decided to make a fucking... A, a water slide with a fucking loop-de-loop in it. Like, that was going to be the play. Like, yo, Action Park, if you've never looked up Action Park, um, find a find a video on on on, on YouTube, because that's what I saw, is is a, a, a thing called Defunct Land, where they talk about defunct amusement parks and stuff like that. Oh my god, Action Park was seemed like the worst fucking place, and people love that shit. They, they did documentaries talking about how much they love fucking Action Park. Exactly. <sighs> they made a water slide with a fucking loop-de-loop that knocked the fucking dummies' limbs off when they tested it. <laughs> They were trying to pay employees to test out the fucking loop-de-loop in the fucking water slide. Brandon, you know nothing about this? I wasn't listening. 
Oh, well, thank you all so much for listening. Brandon, Brandon's out. Thank you all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Happy anniversary, dude. Anniversary. <laughs> Tomorrow will come all up in the space. I went I went out to breakfast with my ex on Sunday. Um, right. got a got a stomach bug and I threw up in the fucking chair at fucking Shoney's. Well, that's because you ate Shoney's. Also, why? Why would you go to Shoney's? That's worse than Sisters. That's what I meant. No, fucking Shoney's is a shit, bro. No, it's not. You may as well just go to Golden Corral. No. Golden Corral breakfast is not really what's hot on these streets. Golden Corral breakfast is way better than Shoney's. Bruh. That's what we disagree. I don't care. IHOP is better than Shoney's. Denny's is better than Shoney's. Cracker Barrel's better than Shoney's. Yeah, I mean, for breakfast places, but, like, we're talking about... Do they got Black Bear Diner out there? I never heard of no Black Bear Diner. Okay, that must be a California thing. They got some great-ass pancakes. Like, uh, they got sweet cream pancakes that are amazing. That sounds great, actually. They're really good. I made some sweet cream pancakes Mm -hmm. recently. I made um, corn dogs, too, for the first time. Like, homemade corn dogs. Did you that that's not the 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 Korean shit? Not the Korean ones because the um the client said they wanted just regular corn dogs, so I made homemade corn dogs and they were off the hook. What kind of hot dog do you use? Beef. I mean, like what kind? Like ballpark. Use ballpark, dude. I'm a caterer. I'm not gonna buy like Nathan's and be out there spending like six dollars a pack. Let me tell you. Let me tell you the lick, and most people don't know this armor, but. But nigga, them Walmart hot dogs, the ones in the, with the white pack, nigga, them hot dogs is the shit, dog. Are they beef though? Yes, they are. Okay, Try I'll next, take a look. Go, go to Walmart, find the find the, the Walmart hot dogs, and like and, and report back. I want you to know this that this shit, them shits is. Whew. Okay, it has to be a certain price though. But yeah, I'll let you know. I mean, I, I hear this: a pack of hot dogs is like three sixteen. Yeah, no, these ones are like not. They're they're cheaper than that. But yeah. Try them shits at some point. For sure. <laughs> you might get hurt if you're a pussy. If you're a pussy. But come on, man. We gotta uh, you Don't be a pussy. Why am I so loud? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I so loud taking the backup? For real, guys. <laughs> what Come on out. <coughs> we got a loopy loop. Why are you acting so scared? No, for real. Oh my God. Brandon, look that shit up. Brandon frozen. A freaking loopy loop. By the way, shall I say it again? A loopy loop. I need this. I need this six-hour commercial to end. <laughs> And if you die, we got insurance. No, they, no, we're insuring you. We got a loop-de-loop right there, children. The only insurance they have is that... The only insurance they have is that you will have fun. In a oh my God. water park, ah, uh, they got a cliffhanger. We got a loop-de-loop. 
In fact, our name. It's freaking loop de loop. We're not actually park any or we're officially loop de loop. Officially loop de loop. Do you see, children? The freaking loop de loop. Okay, okay, okay. I feel like the core message was the exact same thing. Whole message, dog. exactly the fucking same. I don't know how that's a thing that makes. Uh, he said he not accidentally knocked his plug out. Oh, it's okay. We're done here. I just All wanted right. to get that on wax. I'll holler at you later. All right, go ahead and do your best. Peace, All right, brother. Peace. theme music for another one was made by Makai Beats and it's called Heaven. You can contact him on Makai.com which is M-A-K-A-I-H dot com or you can find his beat on the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast.